0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Lift off on another episode of Tarot Today Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you may be listening to us from around the globe. For the past 12 years, we've been bringing you the world of tarot. This is the official broadcast of the Tarot Guild, now in our 18th year, the international organization for tarot lovers, students, and professional readers since 2004. With the world's only full-featured tarot social media networking platform com. I'm your host, Axe Carlisle, coming to you live from Tucson, Arizona. I'm a tarot advisor, numerologist, and a clinical hypnotherapist. And joining me, as always, is my fabulous co-host, Mary Brown. Mary is the vice president of The Tarot Guild and director of communications, a professional tarot reader, and crystal reiki master. And here she is live from Amarillo, Texas, the one, the only, Mary Brown. Happy Psychic Saturday, Mary.
2: (laughs) Happy Psychic Saturday, Dax, and everybody listening today. This is exciting. I'm always excited for Saturdays.
1: Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. I love just hanging out. You know, I'm on the I'm on the uh, porch here. It's a you know 80 degrees. Actually, it says on the thermometer there. You know, I know some people are freezing in other parts of the country. This is why we like Tucson, Arizona. You know.
2: <laughs> mm. I woke up to um, snow and ice everywhere, and then a few hours later Mm. now the sun is shining. You know, if you don't like the weather, it'll change in a couple minutes here in Amarillo, Texas. We get four seasons in the course of usually about a week. It's Mm. fun. (laughs) <laughs> meteorologists love this town <laughs> you know because it's like oh there's always something weird happening there <laughs> oh, well my I, I remember being
1: in dallas and i flew into dallas and it it snow everywhere and i mean even having trouble getting to the car and everything like that and then by the end of my stay you know a few days later it was like 85 degrees you know <laughs> i'm like oh my yep. god they got crazy weather in texas
2: it is so true it's so true we got you know yeah. everything's bigger <laughs> but hey um so on today i did i was
1: go ahead oh hold on i didn't finish the spiel i got to do the rest of the yeah. intro here we the are a we are a yeah, we are a live call-in show. We've got to give her by the phone number at 714-816-4628. That's 714-816-4628. As soon as you get through, press 1 on your dial pad. That lets us know you want to be live on air, Put you up in the caller queue. Otherwise, we assume you're just listening to the show, and that's perfectly fine as well. And you can join us in the chat room on the Tarot Guild website, thetarotgill.com. Just click on chat. Or open a new tab in your browser, type in thetarotguild.com forward slash chat, and you can join us in the chat room and chat with us that way as well. And what were you going to say, Mary? Card of the day?
2: I am so excited to tell everybody my card of the day because – the really exciting thing was I took I had to take the dog to the vet, you know, got a weird chihuahua with weird chihuahua issues. I come back and there is a deck waiting for me to review it and it is Razuli, my favorite Razuli artist, my favorite Oracle deck artist Razuli's great Eastern Oracle, so I thought, oh, boy, I'm going to draw the card of the day from that. It just arrived, and it's so beautiful. And the card, the message is build on your inner strength. Light up the sky of your mind. You know, there's a perfect kind of phrase that Rosalie would use. But, oh, my gosh, this card is so great because really, you know, this is the message of it. Success comes when you have confidence in your ability and are determined enough to follow through. You can achieve your goal when your mind embarks on great and worthy courses with assured hope and trust. Believe that you are uh, endowed to attain what you want. Even if you don't gain something directly, keep going. You're going to ultimately succeed. And if you doubt your ability, you probably won't achieve what you're after saw that message and thought oh my god I can apply that to like 5,000 different things right (laughs) that we see in life you know that we see modeled you know in other people's behavior and sometimes in our own you know so I just thought it was a beautiful message for today and a lot of food for thought
1: and you have that posted on the Psyche Talk Radio Facebook group Yes, am I right? Yes, I do.
2: Yeah, and if also, people haven't you got got to join the Facebook group. We have a page and a group, like the page, join the group, join the conversation.
1: And of course, I like to mention the Tarot Guild's page and group. You can like the page, join the group, 7,000 members on Facebook. Just search for Tarot Guild, the Tarot Guild, you'll find us. And, uh, oh, I got the seven of wands. So, you know, someone or something may challenge what you believe today. And so this card Mm. is saying, stand up for yourself. There's a good reason you feel so strongly about this issue, whatever that issue may be. And I, from the moment I woke up this morning, Mary, I've been having a seven of wands day. It's like coming from every direction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but, well,
2: you get the higher ground, right? Yep. With The seven of wands.
1: And if you, you know, if you just stick with your integrity and your inner strength, you know, it's going to serve you well. You're going to get through this. You know, stand your ground, folks. Stand your ground. If you're having a seven of wands day like I am.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, hey, should we tell everybody, our guest, before we bring him on today?
1: Absolutely.
2: I'm really excited, and I know some of you have seen the posts about this, and you've seen the the review of the deck. Yes, it's finally here. Today, we have Daniel E. Loeb, the deck creator behind the amazing Rota Mundi Tarot the Rosicrucian Arcanum, and I just wanted to tell you a little bit about him before we bring him on. Daniel Loeb is a scholar, uh, an occult author, and spiritual mentor, and you may may have even read some of his stuff that he wrote under a pseudonym um, while working in public service, and that pseudonym was D.W. Prudence. And he also retired after serving 20 years mm. in the U.S. Air Force. Yes, he's a veteran like Dax and I, so that's another bonus, <laughs> bonus of having a veteran in tarot. Yay. Right? It's a, I love that. And now he's a full-time author and instructor on topics related to Kabbalah, uh, alchemy, and tarot. He also graduated from the Hypnosis Training Institute of Central California in 1994 and from the Therapeutic Learning Center School of Massage in 1997. What doesn't this guy do? Let's bring him on and find out. <laughs> what do you think, Dax?
1: I know. Let's bring him on. Welcome, Daniel.
2: Hello.
0: Thank you for Hi. having Hi.
2: Oh, we're Hi. so excited to have you here today. <laughs> so, you know, one thing that we like to start with, because you know, a lot of you know tarot readers and enthusiasts that listen to the show. We like people to tell us a little bit about what it was um, that drew them to tarot. Because, my goodness, you know that that what I just gave out, folks, was a really short, condensed version of everything that you've done <laughs> right but how did tarot figure in how did that click for you I guess is the way to put it
3: well I started out with uh, hypnotherapy and that got me into exploring the mind and everything and d- dowsing it you know dowsing the subconscious like using pendulums and stuff like that and then I just got into taro- tarot and started looking into the symbolism and used it as like a divination tool And uh, as I learned more and more about it, I learned how it interfaced with the Kabbalah and then later alchemy and then just kept on exploring all those subjects and wanting to put all the pieces together to understand it. And I mean, basically, that's how I build my decks is I make decks that I like based off of all Mm -hmm. the symbols and things that I'm studying and uh, trying to understand all the concepts. Yeah.
2: What were you going to say, Dax? <laughs>
3: oh, sounds familiar? I, I
2: said,
1: it sounds so familiar, you know, I mean, don't, doesn't that seem familiar to you too? It's like we, we all go on this tarot journey and it happens differently and everything like that. But it, it there's a similarity to a lot of people's stories. You know, I feel I identify with Daniel's journey and you and what do you think?
2: Yeah, it's a it's that connectedness, and and I just love that you started with studying the mind, and it led you there. Um, you know, this deck of yours, the Road of Mundi Tarot, and my goodness, the book, guys. You know, check out the deck. Get the deck if you like the deck, but really get the deck anyways because you get this book, this book that's looks to me like I how. How much time did it take to write it? I could not write this book in my lifetime, okay? <laughs> That's what I think of it. You know, do you feel that all of those things that you were attracted to in tarot, the symbology and then that leading to Kabbalah, leading to alchemy, all of those things, is this book, like, kind of, you know, a real good, I guess, like, yeah. um accumulation is, of right? all of it,
3: yeah. Thank
2: you.
3: Yeah, I mean
2: it's making me
3: speechless. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's Um, so much to it, you know, numerology and everything like that and it's a mystical system a mystical system and it's also a way to, you know, brainstorm ideas and extract stuff out of your subconscious where I think it's got so much potential and can be used by people, you know, in many ways. And as we keep learning and growing we'll find new ways to you know use it and apply it into our lives
2: and you know here's something i wanted to ask you about because i've noticed a lot of other like tarot i want to say tarot tube you know youtube <laughs> reviewers you know a lot of them are like you know they they, they they're like this is a deep study deck deep study yeah. deck and and i i agree with that and i'm wondering also Yes, it's absolutely that, but you also want people to do readings with it, even if it's, like, just, you know, in themselves, you know, kind of yeah. self-exploration, personal development kind of thing.
3: Yeah, and I do readings on it, you know. I do. I I could see where people, mm-hmm. if they're just bombarded with all the stuff and not, haven't seen all the symbols before and get overwhelmed, but they're like, yeah, it's a super study deck. But uh, how I read tarot, you know, every – the cards have a different meaning every single time that you throw it out there, you know, based on how your intuition is interpreting it. So I use this deck and it just has got so much stuff to draw on that you throw out one of the cards, you know, like from the major arcana. And then you could go off of like the regular writer, weightsmith Smith type stuff, or you could look at the Kabbalah, or you could look at the Hebrew letters of numerology where there's just so much different stuff that you could draw from. And then when, uh, you know, whatever fits the situation, that my subconscious is going to tell me this is the thing to focus on and, you know, ignore all the other data that doesn't seem like it fits right. So, I mean, I I use it to do readings and think it's handy, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, what were you going to say, Dax?
1: Oh, nothing. I was just listening and I was just agreeing, you know, I do the same thing well, with the it, numerology, and
2: yeah, and yeah, I and we'll, I think that that it, that's one thing that I just you know popped out to me immediately as I was going through the cards. I'm like, okay, this is incredibly useful. <laughs> this is great because you know with modern tarot decks that are out there, you know, um, you know, I love all kinds of tarot decks. I do, you know, and. I don't care if it's um, unicorns on it. I love unicorns, you know, sure, you know, and all kinds of things. But not always do we um, get a lot of, I, I would say, you know, sure, mystical symbols, you know, astrological symbols, Kabbalah symbols, that, that kind of stuff. You know, we don't always get that in a lot of the decks that are out there. So a lot of times what you get is a deck that you're reading based on, you know, what you already know of tarot, or what your reading style already is. Um, but then when you try to draw off the imagery in the cards, you're like, it's a unicorn. There's a unicorn in your future. That no, that can't be right. You know, <laughs> like you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and so I do, I did ask you that because I wanted people to kind of, you know, consider that. Um, this isn't just a deep study deck. This is a deck that you might find yourself going to. This could be one of your go-to, you know, decks you work with um, very easily. And I feel like, and I don't know, I'm gonna find out if it's true for me um, because the Kabbalah associations that we see on the on a lot of the cards in this deck aren't ones that are just, you know, immediately there in my you know, library in my head. You know, um, you know, I don't draw draw on those associations like ever. I have to look them up. You know, that it was like the one thing, the one set of correspondences with um, tarot that, you know, quite honestly, I was like, I can't absorb all this. You know, and now I think you give this the opportunity to to absorb it by working through it we work with through, you know, we work with something often enough, then, you know, that familiarity, and then we get into that sort of rhythm with our head. Um, Was it, you know, the other thing I want to talk about with this is the Rosicrucianism, you know? And was that something that was easy to sort of ferret out in a sense to be able to write like a sort of a timeline story you know kind of kind of give us like the highlights of it because it seems to me um the rosicrucianism in today's world goes down so many different paths and it seems like the there's a lot of differences so was that easy to make a rosicrucian deck when there seems to be different aspects of it out there
3: well mainly i stuck with the uh main rosicrucian you know the original three manuscripts that the rosicrucians wrote and then i mm-hmm. traced it through the other rosicrucians later on like uh um uh, levi and then rider waite and then pappas you know i've i've read like pappas's book you know mm-hmm. first and was like liked that a whole bunch you know it's i mean I, and then i Wait tra- translates most of the topics of like alchemy and Kabbalah. He's, he's got lots of books that he writes on that. So uh, I was familiar with all those authors. And then I finally sat down, I'm like, okay, I'll, my mind wants to put all the pieces together. So then I'm trying to like trace it back and compare the work of Alephus Levi and then Pappas and Wait and how uh, they're all Rosicrucians along the same line. you know. And I finally saw that and I'm like, this, the tarot is kind of like, you know this stream of tarot goes through like the Rosicrucian stuff and even like the both that uh, that's Alex Aleister Crawley got from uh, the Golden Dawn. You know, so it branches mm-hmm. off into that too. So I kind of like traced it backwards and then compared it to the uh, actual manuscripts that the original Rosicrucians wrote and stuck to that as like i guess it's like the doctrine of it you know instead of like each of the mm-hmm. modern organizations but looked for the original one as at the manuscripts on their alchemist view and stuff of the world and then trace the tarot through its later development among like their like disciples or followers
2: that makes a lot of sense. That, that is probably the easier path, <laughs> you know. Now that I think about it, because I think it would be a mess if we, if you had to take into account everybody's version these days, you know. hmm And I wanted to add something,
1: Mary. I, I I'll was, go for it. Well, uh, uh, only before we get off of that, because Daniel just, you know, mentioned about, uh, you know, the. I, I think you said the alchemist's view of the world. Was it alchemist, or did you do yeah. a different word there? Yeah, okay, i, I making alchemist. sure. And, and so I was just going to ask you about that simply. you know, It's like, what would be the alchemist's view of the world compared to the rest of us?
3: Well, I'm, I'm looking at like the Rosicrucians at their time period, like the 1600s, that the uh, philosophies that they were looking at was like the ones that came from alchemy of uh you know all the all the things like the chemical wedding and that their interpretations of uh it's kind of like a mystical science so they they use those mm. metaphors mm-hmm. basically and then uh it was also a time like right after uh the zohar was made which is the main jewish kabbalah work and then uh heinrich conrath oh, was yeah. like he he wrote his books and stuff that i think that the rosicrucians borrowed from you know like because his stuff was published like maybe 10 years before the rosicrucian manifesto started coming out so i think it was just like the thought that was within their society at that period of time where they were inter where the um like intellectual or mystical thought at that time was Mm -hmm. in alchemical metaphors and I guess they have wars and stuff, too, around that time. But the Rosicrucians stuck to, like, the alchemy. Most of their stuff was about uh, alchemy and challenging the gold makers of their time and trying to, like, purify, like, their alchemical thought processes. And uh, they also had Kabbalah in it, too. And uh, the later groups, you know, of, uh, like, Paphos, where they were all mm-hmm. into the Kabbalah more so than the alchemy portion probably. And especially once chemistry came out, people kind of like took the spiritualness out of alchemy and just had it like a science. But yeah. it was back in the time when they still had, every everything was all mystical understanding through alchemical metaphors and they were, it was all secret stuff that... It was dangerous to be a, an alchemist that, that burned you the stake and stuff over. So they kept everything coded into symbolism and everything. And I was like, yeah, these, these things, desert, these symbols need to be on tarot cards because that's exactly what the tarot is, is expressing all the yeah. symbolic stuff that you extract things out of with your subconscious mind, trying to understand the mental puzzles, which I think is what, even a tarot spread is, is that we just make a mental puzzle that we have to solve and then compare it to people's lives to make something useful out of it.
2: Mm. I like that. Now, because, you know, look, you're, you're well-versed on the mind. You've studied psychology, all all of these things. Do you think people pick that up? Even if they even if they don't know, you know the if the symbols are there in the card, and, may, and maybe they're not a an expert on it, but they're but they're laying out a spread. They're trying, you know, ostensibly to answer a question, right, by doing yeah. a, a tarot reading. Does yeah, it, I you, think it, do you think the mind great. deciphers it? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I think that you're exercising your mind, and I think that because I've read tarot, that it's helped me in like regular jobs and in the Air Force and things, you know, just like that just because I've learned to use my mind to take in abstract information and then process it and make something deep and meaningful out of it, you know. So if if you could get something that says, like, tooth, squirrel, and then try and come out with some, you know, (laughs) great (laughs) philosophy out of it, then uh, when you get real data that, you you know, is – easier to discern than you could put together better stuff. So I think that it yeah. helped me to really think outside of the box where people try to solve things based off of like a book answer or something, you know, or some college book. It'd be like, yeah. well, they have this and it, it lets me like look at the ideas, you know, not just off of I'm reading this author's point of view, but can think outside the box and, you know, be more like a peer yeah. here with them, you know. Instead of right. a follower, I, I think it really hey, teaches you, know, you how to use your mind.
2: Yeah, I I love that. I absolutely love that. Did you ever do you know? Because I was in the army, I used to do tarot readings in the barracks. Did you ever do tarot in the Air Force?
3: Yeah, I have sometimes, but not that often. And uh, I did they teach like hypnosis and stuff. They were o- more open to that. Mm. Uh, I th- yeah. You know, like when we're sitting in Iraq and stuff like that, I, I made like a hypnotherapy course and did that for like two months and taught everyone to be a hypnotherapist And I also did that Sweet. in Greenland. And I would do uh spring wow. tarot and read tarot and stuff too because it's, you know, part, you know, it's part of the mind.
2: Yeah. And I'd like that. I'm going to use that. I'm feeling that tarot is part of the mind, you know, because I think that is so true. It's so, incredibly useful especially i mean dude you're in iraq you know i mean you need to be doing something with your mind right you know because of all yeah. the other stuff going on around you and you know i have found tarot to be something that just really i think because and know what your take on this because to me it's like objective you know yeah. If I consult the cards, I'm getting, like, objective advice. The, the cards don't, you know, they don't have an agenda with me. They're not trying to make me make a decision one way or the other. They're not emotional about it. And it's hard to get that, like, in real life from, like, the people in our lives, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know. I,
3: that's what I like about it, too. And I think that, like we were talking about earlier, that it really trains people to use your mind and... All things like psychology yeah. and stuff, or even like hypnotherapy, it's, we make these names and say subconscious or superconscious or id and stuff, but those are just terminology we humans make to try to describe the mind. But really, you know, we're just using our minds. So, I mean, you don't have to go to school to be a psychologist in order to practice using your mind. It's just, you, you know using it. And I think that tarot is a great tool for that because it's a mixture of objective and subjective information that you throw it out there and you look at objective stuff that you picked at random that you wouldn't have considered otherwise, you know, using your own mind or, you know, problem solving. But then uh, you also have to look at it with the your subjective, you know, mind of mm. using your intuition to make sense of the objective stuff that's thrown out there, or vice versa—that you have these intuitive feelings that you have to use your analytical portions of your mind to process to make sense of.
2: Yeah, no, that that I love that. I love like <laughs> I love that. You don't have to be a psychologist to use your mind, people. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, you're going to learn it anyway. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what I like about my cards, you know, of when I put the uh, right away images next to the Kabbalah that show, like, where it's at is that you don't have to memorize the entire Kabbalah before you start doing it, you know, that as you just continue seeing <laughs> yeah. those cards, you see where it's at on the Kabbalah and how it relates to it, you know, that it's just there. So, you know, you're yeah. naturally just reading the decks, you're going to pick up that stuff
2: yeah and that that's what i mean like i needed this deck (laughs) because it is right there i'm gonna and there's something about that about the visual like i feel like it's almost like the way you put the the kind of smaller version of the right away card um next to you know the what's path it's related to on the on the tree of yeah. life or in some of these cards with, with Sephiroth. Um, having the visual, I think, it sticks in some way, maybe better. I don't know. But I yeah. just kind of felt like this I can pick up. This I can, I might be able to remember this, <laughs> you know, finally. Yeah. <laughs> After, so. Especially for uh, so,
3: visual learners.
2: Yeah. Oh, you know, that's a good point. That is a good point, right. because, yeah, maybe there is a, so of us a bit of a difference. Yeah. Oh, They're my probably gosh.
3: Especially people that do that, like tarot, you probably chose it because you're into visual stuff. So there's probably a lot wow. of visual learners use the tarot.
2: I didn't even think of that either. Like oh interesting, right? You just made a mm. really good point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like sometimes somebody just has to say it, you know, and then it makes sense.
0: <laughs> but, yeah.
2: um And here's a weird question that I feel almost like it's like I gotta ask it, and it's like, okay, so the Rotomunda tarot, we're talking, we're talking about Kabbalah in it, uh, the Rosicrucians in it, and it's like you know, kind of, sort of like a religious kind of things they don't you know like what do people have to know about that like you don't have to be a religion you know person right (laughs) a religious person or
0: religion
2: anybody can use this right they don't have to believe something right or do they what do you think yeah
3: no i I think that That's what the Rosicrucians were doing was trying to do like a worldwide reform and stuff because it was after like the Protestant Reformation, but they still Mm. weren't Protestants because they worshiped like a divine feminine also that they would have been killed for, you know, so it's mainly like, even like what Jesus taught is that it's about building your own relationship with God and finding your own spiritual journey. It's not about following dogma, you know, that's... It's, we have these things that you could, these concepts that are like universal human concepts that they try to explain through the symbolism of Kabbalah or through the symbolism of alchemy, you know, and uh, it can make sense, you know, especially, that's why I have that chapter on alchemy that explains how alchemy works, that you're boiling water and how it transforms and stuff because that's the metaphors they're using, but They're just metaphors. You know, you could use a sports metaphor or something like that to understand the things, you know, the same, too. So it's just about growing in your spirituality and learning to use your mind and finding balance and stuff. And everybody's journey is going to be unique and different, you know. Sure.
2: And it was it was a weird synchronicity for me. Like I'm reading I'm reading your book. And I get to this, like, whole chapter on alchemy, you know, uh, seem like you really, really, like, break it down. You don't, like, kind of do what a lot of authors have done. It's like, end alchemy and then moving right along, you know. Like, yeah. you, know, you know, they don't go into things and you get into the seven classical planets and everything. And what's so weird for me is, like, you know, sometimes we have those moments where it's like, this was supposed to happen. I was supposed to read this book because yeah. I, I'm studying the Sola with, with Giordano Berti and he teaches like spiritual alchemy and we're just getting into that. I just learned a phrase, Solve Coagula. And then I see, uh, there it is in your book and in you explain it even further and I'm like, how is this happening? This is exactly what I needed to be reading. You know, is there like a, do you consider this like a mystical thing you've created here, this deck and book set, because I feel like I'm having a mystical experience with it, if that makes any sense,
3: yeah, I mean, hopefully you are
1: <laughs>
3: <That's>, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, Mary's
1: <laughs> having a religious experience
3: look with out deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a mysticism is like you know that's what it's all about, is trying to understand these things and do your spiritual journey and make sense of the universe, so. Hopefully I can inspire yeah. that in people and hopefully people will find something that they like and be like, oh, wow, alchemy is kind of interesting or, you know, look into Kabbalah or, you know, or just the tarot, you know, or
2: yes. pretty pictures. Yeah, exactly. If it's just the pretty pictures, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to know, how long did it take you to do this? How long did it take you to create this deck and write this book? Because, again, I couldn't do this in my lifetime. There's no way. It's too much, too, yeah. too much, too mature work, really. I mean, this is like, you should get a prize, you know, i want to give you a prize for it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It just built up over time. I did make like um, the major arcana with the Rider weight decks and stuff in a previous like smaller deck that I tried working on before. And then uh, after I wrote the alchemistic woodcut tarot, I started working on this book. So once it goes, once that book went to the publisher, it was like a year before that came out. So I wrote for like a whole other year doing that before that book came out. And then I continued writing for like another year. And then uh, so and then it, after this one was submitted, it probably took like another year for it to actually come out. So. probably like a three-year journey on putting all this stuff but I mean a a lot of stuff like how I quote things and everything that's probably I got from when I was working on my master's degree that I learned how to write better of finding Mm. sources and documenting everything and trying to put the pieces together so it is just like accumulation of all of my academic studies plus all of my mystical studies and everything that I've done in my life and just trying to make sense of things.
2: Well, oh, I love it. I really, I really love that. And, and it's so great that you you source everything. And I don't know if you've looked at other things that are out on the market, but a lot of people just talk off the top of their head and they never tell you where these, or the concepts are, that they're sharing are coming from. You know, it's like, yeah. you just put it out. And- like fact, and that drives me crazy because then I got to do the research, you know.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh-huh.
2: So, So yeah, I like, I, really uh, have...
3: I like to make sure that everybody knows where everything's at, and I mean, for one, going to college is I want, you have to support your thesis, so I want to make sure that I'm not just rambling off something without being like, yeah, this is why I think that that's what the opinion yeah. was of these people 400 years ago or so. You know, so I, I want to do that, but the other thing is i don't want I want everybody to have the same experience like I did, but I don't want them to have my experience you know I, I want mm. to inspire people to have a, an experience like mine and to uh, look at the books and find meaning for themselves you know i don't want to I don't want to be a guru and have people be like, "I'm going to follow what he said now. I want people to learn to think on their own you know and i'll I'll see a lot of that with. Kabbalah because it's, you know, within like Judaism and the, it is kind of like mm. orthodoxy too. So you'll get people that are like trying to follow stuff exactly, you know, and be like, Isaac Larea said mm. this, and you're like, okay, but you don't want to just go by what he said. You want to be like Isaac Lorea and explore these concepts and come up with something, you know, unique on your own and you know, have an epiphany, not just repeat somebody else's opinion. So I don't want people to repeat my opinion that I said this is right. I want people to go and look at the stuff on their own and look at the things that inspired me so that they could be inspired to make something better.
2: Yeah, to me, you know, that is, you know, that's the mark of a real mentor. You know, that's the mark of a real teacher, you know, um, to to be able to in, inspire students to to take it further, you know, in yeah. their own way. You know, so that that's incredibly invaluable. Do you teach? Do you teach? You should be teaching. If you don't teach, or it'd be great if you were teaching. If you're not,
3: right? Well, that's I, what I was thinking. You know, I, when I get chances, you know, I do. But uh, I think that whenever I'm just doing readings and stuff, it's pretty much like. A quick lesson for everybody, you know, that I try and explain everything, especially with my cards, and I'll be like, "This is what you know." Give people like a quick rundown of Kabbalah or alchemy or whatever cards are coming up, mm-hmm. and explain things, and then try and demonstrate how it fits into their lives and can answer their questions. So I try to make it useful. But uh, well, Mary, I, do, I was yeah, I was trying to do it like a go to like so- stores and stuff right before COVID hit, but then. You know everything's been closed up for a while, so.
1: Yeah, I uh, Mary, I or was just you... gonna say if you, if you think about it, uh, he's already teaching through his book and his deck. He
2: uh, he he definitely is. He definitely <laughs> is, and I just think he's cool, and it would be cool to take a course <laughs>
0: <laughs> if he had <have> one. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you.
2: You would take his course if he had
1: one. Yes, I understand.
2: I would. I understand so if you ever do, yeah. <laughs> let us. But that's one of the great. Let us know. That's one of
1: the great things about Tarot. It's like it's you know you guys were talking about that and talking about how uh, you, you know Daniel was saying how he he, he wants people to develop their own uh, opinions on things and think and stuff like that and t- I think Tarot is like the ultimate tool for that for learning yeah. and just. Um, you know, digesting and making it your own. You know, they say you put a a hundred uh, tarot readers in a room, you'll get 78,000 different ideas, you know.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's so true. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's so true. We take it all in our different ways. Well, how can people... um, is there any particular website we can give out and, and promote for you, for people to, to follow your work? I mean, what's what's something's got to yeah, be next, too, right?
3: Yeah, I have my uh, dwellwithprudence.com is like my w- main website. And then from there, it's got links to each of my decks and stuff that I've designed and then to our Etsy store. And I nice. usually try to put up events and stuff on there. I haven't been updating this. That much lately, but then otherwise I got my Facebook account, and I'm pretty open if anybody emails me or you know sends me messages. I try I try oh, really? to be on the earth and just answer people's questions and help people figure out you know on their journeys.
2: Ah, oh, that's so cool. It's really cool to be accessible and approachable like that, and not be, you know, some stuffy old you know, mystic guru. Professor
0: (laughs) guru guy. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, thank you so much for for coming on the show today and and sharing your time and your and your wisdom and your insights with us. And we'll be sure to put those links out there. Everybody, be sure to check out the Rota Mundi Tarot deck. It's out from Red Feather. You can go to the Schiffer site and find it there. You can find it on Amazon. And we'll have the links up to, to Daniel um site as well so you can keep up with him and you know, ask him a question if you need to. Sounds like a pretty friendly guy. <laughs> Thanks so much.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: Awesome. Thanks, have a great one. Bye bye.
1: That was terrific.
2: Oh. He's so cool. You were having such a so great
1: time. I was just listening to you. <laughs> I know.
2: I know. And I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, man, it's like this deck, it's like a million questions. I'm having a mystical experience over here. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like chatterbox. Because I'm like, oh, we have Daniel Loeb. we got to talk to him. But anyways, uh, we mm-hmm. rolled past the bottom of the hour. Should I tell people what's coming up on the Psychic Talk Radio Network? Do you think? And real you-
1: quick, uh, while okay. you're doing that, let's mm-hmm. give folks an opportunity to call into the show. We have some callers. We're going to go to uh, the phone lines In just a second, we got 781 is the first caller. And if you're listening live, you can call in right now, 714-816-4628. And we'd love to take your call. Remember to press one on your dial pad. That lets us know you want to be live on air with us. Kind of raises your hand. On the switchboard, puts you in the caller queue. And so we'll give you some time, folks that are listening live, to call in, 714-816. 4628, and Mary's going to tell us about the upcoming shows on the network. Take it away, Mary.
2: Oh, yes. It's pretty exciting this week on the Psychic Talk Radio Network. Our next show is actually tomorrow, February 13th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. It is the Magic Universe show with your host, Sharona Rapsik, and she has a special guest on. You may have heard of him, numerologist and tarot master, Dax Carlisle. Who is it? (laughs) Who is this mystery guest? It's Dax Carlisle. And they're going to be discussing the lover's card and the world year number six and also taking your calls for Mm. free tarot readings. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I know I'm going to be tuning into that. And then. After that, on Monday, February 14th, is Valentine's Day. Uh, We have the Wisdom of the Soul show coming on at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Janice Fuchs. And that is going to be... Uh, It's for Monday, you know, um, Catherine Hahn, the host of Spiritual Guidance Radio, just so you don't forget, she's still on break. She's going to be back with live episodes March 7th, so she's coming back pretty soon. Um, But also, I'll be back next Saturday for another episode of Tarot Today radio show with another exciting guest. We're going to have... (sighs) Nancy Antonucci on, talking about her fabulous book, Tarot Rituals, Ceremonies, Ideas and Experiences for the Tarot Lover, and of course, taking your calls for free, Tarot Mini Readings, and Dax, you're not going to be able to be there next Saturday, are you?
1: I've got a memorial to go to, unfortunately. I would (laughs) love to talk to Nancy, because the last time I interviewed her on air was, gosh, a decade ago.
2: Right? Right? Oh, I know. Is it, you know, well, give me some questions that you want me to ask for you on behalf of you. And and I can do that, too. But, yeah, I'm going to miss you (laughs) being there. But, anyways, folks, you can find all those shows listed by going to psychictalk.net forward slash upcoming. Back to you, Dax.
1: Awesome sauce. Oh, well, you know, we have a lot going on at the tarot guild as you all know if you've been listening and uh unfortunately due to unforeseen circumstances we had to cancel tonight's live the saturday night live however uh i'll be on tuesday so we'll have a live on the group that's the one with the 6800 members the tarot guild group on facebook so go ahead and join the group and then you will be notified and you can Pop on a live with me this coming Tuesday. And so, yeah, I can't be here Saturday, but I can be here Tuesday, Mary. So that'll be fun. I also wanted to mention, you mentioned Valentine's Day. It is the month of love, and we are doing a two-for-one tarot sale. So just go over to the tarotguild.com, You'll see the big banner, two-for-one tarot. Basically, grab a friend, a colleague, significant other, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, Uh, family member, whomever, and everything is basically two for Mary for the month of February. So uh, you could get with another colleague and and, uh, split the cost of uh, tarot reader certification or um, enroll in our tarot course. I also have a numerology report special for uh, couples, but it doesn't have to be couples. it could be you and uh, as I said, you know a coworker, your boss, even uh, family friends, and I do two reports. I do this you know every February, where I do two reports and charts. So I do a full chart and report on each of you and we're going to look into details of your life, life, purpose, career, relationships, strengths and weaknesses, tendencies and potentials and i can also do a compatibility analysis between the two charts so if you've always wondered the the dynamic you know between you and your significant other but it could also be between you and your parents you and your children you and your coworkers whomever you would like and in addition to that i'm adding in a 40 minute private tarot session with me in addition to the two reports. So that's a $199 value, just $147 right now. And uh, I think that's it. I think I covered everything except for private readings. Um, The same thing is with my private readings. You get two for one right now. So you could keep it for yourself for a reading later on, the second one, or you could gift it to somebody, you know, or you and a friend could – uh, split the cost, so like a uh, uh, typical forty minute reading, I charge one hundred and twenty, so that would be sixty bucks each, just as an example there you 'll find all that on the tarot just look for that big uh, red banner two for one tarot and the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, our live zoom workshops and q and a s it 's going along very nicely we 've got a lot of great ones coming up. Again on thetaroguild.com, look for the big white banner that, and you'll see the like uh, <laughs> the little blue people sitting in their classroom here, and it says uh, live Zoom workshops and Q and A's. Click on that, and you can read the whole list. We already have some in the can. You can listen to our Learn Them On for tar readers. It's available right now with Brenda Elizabeth. Uh, Ethics for professional Tower readers is available as well. Mary Brown and I did that. And we just had our first live monthly Q&A session for February. So our live Q&As are the first Sunday of every month. And it's with the Tarot Guild staff. And our next workshop is with the fabulous Certified Tarot Master, Corby Mitlide, And it's the sorting hat spread she's going to be doing. So that's just going to be a lot of fun. And then at the end of the month, it's Sunday, February 27th. Readings, setting the stage, how to prepare so you can give great readings every time with our own Mary Brown right here. So that's some of the stuff coming up, Mary. Lots of stuff going on, right? Did I lose Mary?
2: No, Mary muted there. herself and forgot. <laughs> oh, there you are. Okay. <laughs> da <Ta-da! laughs>
0: but no we have lots
2: and lots of good stuff coming up i get it can i ask a question about a lot of uh, just one question that popped into my head sure. while you were talking about your two two fur yeah what if what if your you know bestest bestest friend and companion is your dog can you use the adoption date to do a numerology thing. Well, it's you know, it's crazy exactly this,
1: You know, it's the exactly exactly the same thing with animals as it is with humans, and I've actually done that in the past, and. Um, <gasps> Of course I'm not a oh, pet psychic. I'm I'm telling everybody right now I'm not a pet <laughs> psychic. Okay, you know, I love pet psychics. They are fabulous on air. Everybody loves them. Yes, you know. The difficulty with animals is is finding their actual date of birth, not their date of adoption, but when they actually were born oh. because that cuz that's going to tell you where uh where they were it's kind of like astrology, okay? So in astrology, your sun sign and and your entire natal chart is based on the fact that the the second you were born, look up. These are the astronomical bodies and where they were. It's kind of the same mm-hmm. thing with numerology. Almost impossible because uh, only because you know most people don't know the exact birthday of their pet, especially if they're a refugee, Yeah, you know unfortunately yeah. now that does that doesn't mean you can't do anything. Of course, you could take a look at uh, the uh, what, what you mentioned the adoption date because although it's not going to give you that information uh, that you would get with the with the birth numbers, you are going to get some information because it's such a significant event in the pet's life the animal's life, the dog, the cat, the parakeet, the goldfish. I don't care. Uh, no, but uh, um the horse, you know, uh groundhog. Anyway, uh, when
0: duck. they were
1: adopted, when they were adopted is significant. And it's like moving from, let's say you moved, uh, you lived at one place for like 20 years and then you moved to another house. Well, it's going to have a different address with, a different name of the street and different numbers. So you're going to get a different um, group of numbers from that. And it's going to be a completely different energy. So the same thing happens when a pet is adopted, uh, the energy shifts. So you can take a look at their uh, adoption date for sure. And then of course their name, you know, humans have, you know, two, three, sometimes 10 names, you know, <laughs> but uh, animals often have maybe one, or if, if they, a lot of humans like to add in the family name, you know, and so that's fine, too. And so, yeah, we can look at uh, their individual name, Fido, you know, or, uh, you know, Melanie or who, whatever the name is. And uh, or if, if you use the P. whole name, can do both. <laughs> yeah. see, <laughs> We would put that in the numerology calculator and turn those letters into digits. Uh, into numerals and we could do a calculation there and you're going to be able to, uh, get something about their, uh, uh, personality, um, even their soul urge, you know, people think that animals don't have that, but they do. They have soul urges. They have personalities, obviously, and destiny numbers, life path, and so forth. And so we can take a look at all of that and you can even compare it with, you know, the, uh, uh that that animals person <laughs> their chart yes
2: wow that is so cool that, fascinating. <laughs> you're going to get a uh, lot of you're going to be reading a lot of pets now because oh I my god that question. I feel it coming <laughs> I feel it co- thanks for asking
1: that though cuz almost no one asks that and it it is kind of fun you know So, yes, it can be a pet or animal in your care, you know, or you're in their care, depending on how you look at it. And, uh, you know, (laughs) uh, but it it can also be your boss, your coworker, your children, your parents, family, um, friends, colleagues. Yeah, just about anybody. So we have – oh, I just wanted to say real quickly, we only have a few minutes left in the show, so we're going to go to this phone call. Uh, If we don't get your call today – uh, because we had so much fun with Daniel. Um, we will yeah. be on tomorrow, of course. Sharona will be doing her show, Magic Universe. Same bat time, same bat channel. All you got to do is uh, come over to thetarotguild.com forward slash chat, and we will have swapped out the player for tomorrow's show. It will be available, the player tomorrow, to listen, and you can join us in the chat room there. I get to be the guest, and we're talking the lover's card, and we're talking about the number six in the world, year of six. But we're also taking your phone call. So if we don't get you today, call in tomorrow. Uh, let's see who's been waiting the longest. We're going to go with that area code seven eight one that I mentioned before. Caller, are you still there?
2: Yes. Hello. Hi, hun. What's Hi. The name you're calling it from? Hi, I'm from Boston. I'm Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. What do so, you want to talk um, about today? Yeah. So I'm in this um like temporary internship kind of training and um mm. I'm being you know, disrespected by my instructor and I just kinda wanted to um understand like a little bit about um the dynamics there. Like, do other people see what's going on? I guess that's my main question.
0: Mm. Hmm.
1: Okay, that's interesting.
2: It is um, a great.
1: Do question. do other people see what's going on?
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, I I'd have to say yes. I, I'm not getting any of the typical cards that would reveal that something is shadowed or not being seen. So, like the moon card, the seven of. Swords, I guess, right, Mary? Seven of Swords would be another good one, things like that. Instead, I'm getting oh, an interesting book reading where it's two major Arcana cards on each side of the Ten of Swords. So we've got the Ten of Swords in the middle, and we've got the World card on one side and the Star card on the other. That's three yeses. So, yeah, cool. definitely, mm-hmm. for sure, other people are seeing this. Not only that... It seems, you know, when the central focus card is the Ten of Swords and there's the dawn coming up, the sun's coming up in the background, the, the dark skies are being abated, they're being pushed back, you know, uh, and and you can see the, um, the yellow, which is optimism, the color of optimism. You see the yellow coming up there, and the Ten of Swords is, is about you know, a finality to something, a complete and utter ending. It's overkill. Mm. I mean, the the figure has 10 swords in their back, you know, <laughs> mm. so it could be, you know, stabbing you in the back, literally. However, um, I feel like the wheels are in motion and it's like coming to an end, a, fi- a, a, fi- a finality to it. And then a new day is dawning in the background. And with the star card, which is, you know, literally the card of hope, right? And the wheel, uh, sorry, not not the wheel, uh, the, the world, I meant to say, saw the W, my mind went nuts. Uh, <laughs> with, the, with the world card, you know, that is a, a card of completion as well. And it's wholeness mm-hmm. and connection and options coming up for you. So, yeah, I get a really positive feeling that this dynamic is going to change for you um mm-hmm. and and i i really zeroed in on the yes no thing uh a lot less so uh what you had mentioned before about you know what's going on with that person what's the dynamic let's see what mary's getting though she might have some more insight mary mm. you
2: know it's the cards come, that come up in response to this, I I think what it is is I was kind of taking into account like everything you said and just really, you know, I'm empathic. I'm just feeling it, you know, and you know, yeah. what the cards are saying about this is like, yeah. Okay. The sun card comes up. Yeah. It's, you know, it's obvious to everybody. Okay. It's okay. not a, it's yeah. not a secret, none, none of that, but, um, Look, you're, the only reason you're even doing this, right, is to develop your skills. Oh, we have yeah. the eight, eight of uh, pentacles there, so you know you're and the three pentacles. So it's like you're working towards like developing yourself and and your abilities and your skill set. You're getting what you need out of it, and you've got to just really, you know, seven of pentacles at the end there. You you, you got to wait for the whole thing to you know to get out of it what you're there Mm -hmm. to get out of it and as much as you can because the five of pentacles is like pushed down under everything five of pentacles sometimes yeah it's money issues but really to me so often it has to do with our self-esteem and Mm -hmm. i feel like this person's like stepping on that and you've got to kind of like not allow it you know, don't let it eat at you because
0: mm, yeah. you're
2: there to get what you want out of it. You deserve to be there and you deserve mm-hmm. to like not have this person be an obstacle in your path. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that Thank that's you. what I get. Absolutely. I
1: hope that helped you out, Laura.
2: Very much. Thank you.
1: Well, great. Have call. a great
2: weekend. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Yes. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Uh, It's going to be nice. Uh, I I get to hang out with Sharona tomorrow and talk my favorite topics. Right, right. And by the way, anybody listening, you know, if you want to call in, not just for a reading, of course, we'll do a, you know, pull some cards for you. But um, if you want to know your uh, personal year number for 2022. You know, we can do that for you as well because the world goes through a nine-year cycle. It's a, you know, big cosmic uh, thing, you know, as we travel through the solar system on this uh, little blue uh, spaceship we call Earth. And then, but each of us individually, we go through uh, nine-year cycles, but they're based on your birth date. So... Some people are in alignment with the world year number, but most people are somewhere else in the nine years. So, you know, it's a six-year return to balance and harmony, and we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. But you're somewhere in your nine-year cycle, so you want to find out what your personal year is and and look how that lines up with the world year. You know, is, is that number at odds? with a world year of six or in alignment with it, or what does that all mean? So we'll be talking about that on the show tomorrow too. It's going to be a lot of fun, Mary.
2: Yeah, I got to tune into that. I'm like, what am I having, like a five year or something? (laughs) I don't know. The dreaded five. I think that's what (laughs) yours
1: was, yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm thinking here, I'm thinking here, um, it comes from your... So you're a four life path, right?
2: I'm um, a 22 the, four.
1: Yeah, but the, uh, right, master number 22, you're the master builder and mine's 33 six. I'm, a, I'm the master, teacher, master, Lumen, and master healer, sorry, master healer number. That's why I'm attracted to teaching, teaching tarot and all the esoteric stuff, but also attracted to things like hypnotherapy and helping people and healing. Um, but the, you're, Personally, your number actually comes from your attitude number, and that number is based on the month you were born plus the day you were born. Mm, Six
2: twenty-six, which is 8. My attitude Wait,
1: what, number what? is 8, I guess, 11 plus 15. Mm. Oh, I'm not sure. What did, what did you say your uh, birth month was? November. Oh, you're November. That's 11, right? So plus, uh, what day was it? 26? Or what? 15. Oh, 15. That's where you got the 26. So it's an 8. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And then um, we take the 8 and we add it to the 6 world year and we get 14. 1 plus 4 is 5. However, think about part 14. It's a... It's a temperance year. It's, it's huh. a year of balancing things out, you know? And mm-hmm. remember, it's not just five. You have that one and that four energy. So uh, self, working on self, and four, structure, establishing structures, foundations, and, of course, that's in alignment with your life path. And uh, you also have to look at it. Okay, yeah, a lot of times we say five, chaos. Chaos year, you know. yeah, it can devolve in that, but here early in the year, if you know you're in a five-year, instead of allowing it to spiral down into chaos, instead, you can take the reins, and it's also a high energy and adventurous year, and you can go that direction with the energy instead. There's always two sides to the coin.
2: I like the the other side, yeah. That you just talked yeah, about. Yeah, go with that. <laughs>
1: energy and with that. adventure. Take advantage of that.
2: <laughs> Woohoo! Uh,
1: it, you have a lot of energy. You can establish a lot of foundations right now. You, you know, it'd be a great year to write the book and uh, publish the deck and you know, uh, other the thing. foundational things. Do the thing. Yeah, but just don't sign any contracts or make any big changes this year. You know, <laughs> this is not the year. <laughs> you know you know don't get divorced sorry perry uh i was gonna say don't get (laughs) married but you're already married so the only thing you can do is get divorced you know sorry perry no Um, and uh you know uh and uh yeah yeah it's not it's not a good year for you to like uh move buy a new house go to vacation that would be next year you want to wait till next year you know Uh, But, uh, yeah, don't sign any contracts. Don't buy anything big this year. You know, hold on to that car for one more year before you have to, you know, get a new car, that kind of thing.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to keep that in mind.
1: There you go. So if you want to hear more of this, tune in tomorrow, folks. It's going to be fun.
2: Awesome.
1: Well, thanks for being here. Fun show today, Mary.
2: Yes. Thanks for being here too, Dax. And thanks to all our listeners yeah. out there and in the chat room and in archive later. You know, we don't care when you listen. Yeah. We're just thrilled that, that you're here to to have this experience with us. And I am having a great time.
1: And I'll see you in the chat room tomorrow when you tune in. Hopefully you'll get yes. in the chat room with us. Awesome. I'll be there. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Mary. Bye,
2: everybody. Bye, Dad. Good night,
1: Mary Ellen.
2: (laughs) Good night, John Boy. Thank you.